good day. My name is Paul Bartlett. I'm a contributing editor to Sea Trade Maritime News. Today, I'm going to talk briefly about emissions and the challenges that ship owners and operators face in a European context. We've chosen this subject because emission regulations are tightening across this region faster than any other. Everyone needs to prepare for a new era coming soon. That includes ship owners and operators who work exclusively in the European area, but also owners and operators whose ships visit European ports from time to time. Looking at the big picture, there's probably never been a time when ship owners and operators faced such uncertainty. When owners faced major fuel changes in times past, there was only one option. Sales were replaced by coal and steam, and then later by oil. Today, there are a number of reduced carbon or zero carbon fuels under development, and some owners are looking once again at harnessing the power of the wind. But in terms of ordering a new ship today, the fuels of the future remain a huge uncertainty. In the meantime, the industry must adapt and embrace rapid decarbonisation, and it finds itself in the spotlight for slow development in this field. The IMO, with its consensus-based decision-making process, is causing dismay in some regions, notably in Europe, because progress is so slow. Let us first take the example of recent meetings at the IMO. Specifically, let's look at the outcomes from the Intersessional Working Group on Reduction of Greenhouse Gas Emissions from Ships, which took place from March the 20th to the 24th. Deep divisions were obvious. The gathering came against a backdrop of growing concern that insufficient progress could mean that the world misses the last chance of preventing catastrophic outcomes from the growing climate emergency. The aim was to align IMO greenhouse gas reduction targets with the Paris Agreement, but 13 countries voted against that. They were Argentina, Bangladesh, Brazil, China, Ecuador, Egypt, India, Peru, Russia, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, the United Arab Emirates and Uruguay. One of the few positive signs was that these countries were significantly outnumbered, observers said. The International Chamber of Shipping was one of the sector's organisations to express disappointment that the IMO's moves to raise greenhouse gas reduction targets had failed to gain more support. Guy Platten, the International Chamber of Shipping's Secretary General, said, we are disappointed by the lack of progress on setting new levels of ambition for greenhouse gas reductions to provide shipping with a clear net zero target for 2050. But we remain optimistic that a deal can be struck at the crucial Marine Environment Protection Committee MEPC meeting in July. The next intersessional working group meeting, number 15, is due to be held a few days before the MEPC meeting between June the 26th and June the 30th. 
Meanwhile, Europe is pushing ahead with its own regulations. Its emissions trading system is considered by many as a key building block in the EU's climate policy. It aims to reduce emissions by pricing greenhouse gas produced by heavy industry, power stations, aviation and now shipping. This will be included in the EU emissions trading system from next year. Ships of more than 5,000 gross tonnes will have to adopt the EU's monitoring, reporting and verification system to provide data on emissions. Vessels trading within EU waters and those on voyages from EU waters to Norway and Iceland through the European Economic Area will have to buy EU allowances to offset their emissions. Ships visiting from outside Europe will have to buy allowances to cover half of their emissions on voyages to and from the EU, Norway and Iceland. Owners will have to buy more allowances from 2027 and in 2026 methane and nitrous oxide be included as well as carbon dioxide. Shipping will be included in the emissions trading system on the basis of a three-year phase-in period. This would mean a share of emissions to be counted rising from 40% next year in 2024 to 70% in 2025 and 100% in 2026. Passenger ships and commercial vessels will be included from next year offshore units above 5,000 gross tonnes from 2027. Smaller vessels and offshore units will be included at a later stage. Advocates of the cap and trade system believe that it promotes investment in emission reduction technology by making energy intensive business more expensive. They claim that it enables the European Union to move funding from polluting activities to climate initiatives and modernisation of the energy sector. The system covers about 10,400 industrial and power installations and around 350 airlines across 27 EU member states, Iceland, Liechtenstein and Norway. Some experts, however, have suggested that countries and or regions outside the European Union and the European Economic Area waters may counter with their own regulations, creating a patchwork of different rules and a potential nightmare for ship owners, operators and managers. Now, turning to the other regulation, which is still in draft form, but likely to go ahead as it stands, we're going to take a look at the fuel EU regulation. The measure appears at the outset to have a lesser impact than the emissions trading system, but since it tightens steadily over time, it's likely to be more important later. Analysis by Lloyd's Register, a classification society, has shown that by 2035, the financial impact of fuel EU maritime is likely to have overtaken the EU emissions trading system. By 2050, the classification society warns, fuel EU penalties could be six 
to eight times greater than the cost of buying EU allowances. The fuel EU framework will also apply to ships of more than 5,000 gross tonnes, but it will apply from January 2025. It will be a progressive regulation setting out targets that become stricter every five years up to mid-century. There are provisions for it to be extended to smaller vessels at a later date. The fuel EU regulation will start with a relatively small 2% greenhouse gas emission reduction between 2025 and 2030. Emissions will be measured by the EU's monitoring reporting verification framework and will be gauged on a well-to-wake basis. The rules will be complex and there will be strict penalties for non-compliance. It is envisaged that penalty payments will be channeled into shipping decarbonisation projects. Some ship types will have to operate with zero emissions in port, provided that shore power facilities are available. Ports and terminals without such facilities, therefore, will be under pressure to introduce them as soon as possible. Operators of some ship types will face a major challenge. Large amounts of energy in port are an essential part of their global operation. Performance exceeding the limits, as measured by the monitoring reporting verification system, will be bankable from one period to another or borrowed in advance and repaid at 110% of the borrowed amount in the next period. The compliance requirements can be shared between ships provided that they are assessed by the same verifier. The greenhouse gas profile of fuels will be calculated in line with methodologies already in place. A rigorous testing and validation process will assess a range of new fuels, including biofuels and biogas produced from non-food or feed crops and renewable fuel from non-biological sources. There really is no time to lose. Shipping companies will be required to have a valid monitoring reporting verification plan in place by the end of August 2024, ready for annual submissions for every ship calling as a European Economic Area port from January 2025. From March the 30th, 2026, and anniversaries of the date thereafter, companies will be required to submit the necessary data for the previous year from January to December. One month later, the verifying authority will provide the shipping company with a profile of its performance and on a ship-specific basis, using a range of parameters, and the ship owners will be required to submit the information to a compliance database to be established by the European Commission. Failure to conform will result in a steadily tightening sanctions regime, ultimately resulting in a possible entry ban to European economic area waters for non-compliant vessels. In this short podcast, we have only been able to outline some of the key developments that lie ahead on decarbonisation of the global shipping industry. Europe is certainly in the lead when it comes to enacting new measures, 
and will be watched closely by other nations in other regions in the months and years ahead. For ship owners, operators and managers, there is one very clear message, however. Doing nothing is not an option. Thank you. Thank you.